What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their vision for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Andreas Homer. He was the co-founder of Ariel. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Great. How are you doing? It's doing really well. You know, I did a couple podcasts today. It's nice outside. So I can't complain. I'm really excited to learn more about what you're what you're up to with Ariel. For those who haven't heard of the company or heard of you, can you kind of share what you're working on? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. Uh, so what we're building is a platform product that shows people what sustainable living looks like based on their data. Um, and I'm happy to dive more into it. Um, yeah, but feel free to dive level, in for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and we saw a lot of similarities in the sustainability space uh, that we saw around mindfulness or in, in, in 2010. Um, in terms of just the cliches and the stereotypes that existing products uh, were playing on. Um, so there have always been meditation apps in the app store going back to the inception of of the apps are actually, and it wasn't until um, you know you had product, products like Calm and Headspace that came along and really reimagined what a brand and a product could look and feel like in that space. Um, so they really broke away from this the hippie uh, spiritual realm cliches and stereotypes and uh, used their product and design uh, and engineering sense to really bring something that opened the door for everyone, and so. Yeah, Ari, Abby, and I, uh, I worked with Ari at Microsoft. He was part of an acquisition of a company called Sunrise, which was a calendar app. I was part of a company, which was an email app. And uh, we merged teams, became friends. Um, he was working on product design. Uh, and I had always been a fan of his work um, as, as prior to the acquisition, actually. Um, I had spent time at Path, so I'd built... Uh, strong relationships with a lot of designers. And um, so, yeah, we became friends. I really appreciated his work. We worked together for a couple of years. He peeled off to uh, Instagram and WhatsApp to do product design there. Uh, and uh, my other co-founder, Ebby, uh, was an engineer at Google, worked on Google Plus, and then was first engineer at Airtime, uh, Casper, Refinery29. And we, we came together. Uh, really feeling guilty about how much we had traveled uh, and emitted into the atmosphere. Um, and, you know, I, I'm from uh, Southern California, uh, a beach town called Laguna Beach. And uh, I've seen, you know, the effects of climate change here with rising sea levels and other, um, you know, uh, signs of an unsustainable, unsustainable world that we're living in. 
lots of plastics and waste uh, wash up um, on the beaches. Um, Ari has family in uh, Jamaica and the United Kingdom. Um, and so, you know, those are places that are gonna be feeling uh, the pain of rising sea levels, climate change, and just general um, unsustainable lifestyles that we're all perpetuating. Um, and so, you know, combining that with all the travel that we had done for work and personal, Abby included, uh, we thought, you know, what can we do? We, we have these software backgrounds. Uh, we're really excited about this space. It reminds us a lot of, you know, mindfulness in 2010. Um, can we step in and in the same way Calm and Headspace did for meditation, reimagine a product and, and brand? Um, and so what we did was, okay, let's forget the green color, tired green color palettes, the eco-warrior granola shaming type design um, and rethink something that feels fresh and ownable and shareable. Um, and that's how we came up with Ariel. And the way it works is uh, the first version we you know, kicked off beginning of uh, this year around February. Um, and we really wanted to execute on something uh, this year in 2020. Uh, so we thought, okay, people are sitting in their living rooms. How can we build a first version that uh, captures people's attention and tells a good story uh, to grease the skids for us. And we picked email as the data source, uh, travel as the main uh, signal, and carbon offsetting as the uh, the flow, um, the 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 loop that we we close in the first experience. Um, and so, you, within 20 seconds, you connect your Gmail. Uh, we parse all of your travel, rideshare, um, trains, anything related to transit from your from your Gmail, and we show you a rich new data set that you've probably never seen before. Um, and then from that point, we optimize for the call to action of offsetting all of that activity. Um, and so, let me go back retrospectively. Twenty, we show you all 2019 and all of 2020. Uh, and new activities that come in. So the split second answer inbox, you get a push notification for any types of new activities. Um, so, so yeah, that was really the first uh, version that we put out a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, we have bigger ambitions, which I'm happy to, to, to tell you about. Um, but for, for 2020, um, we, you know, time and resources are precious in a startup. And um, this was the best way to really get things going. And as you kind of work on it, um, how do you kind of think about spending your, your days? You know, there's the early stages of a, a, of a company. Um, you're all very skilled. How do you know what to spend time on? And more importantly, how do you know what to not spend time on and what might be a distraction? Yeah, uh, I'd say, um, well, first is, you know, you want to have good product instinct and you want to place bets in certain areas. Um, but you also have to pay attention to the data that you have, whether it's um, from research that you're doing, from you know data that's coming in from new users, existing users. So yeah, I think really just balancing uh, following your product instinct, but also uh, looking at, at data is the best way to you know make informed decisions as you iterate. Um, I, I, I think finding that balance can be tricky. Some people might go too far in one direction than the other. 
Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'd say, you know, as we iterate, really listening to those signals is important. And then, you know, I'd love to hear the future, future plans here. If you were to look out, you know, five years, 10 years, um, what, what are your plans and what's your, what's your vision here for what you're building? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that this space has evolved quite a bit, especially in the last couple of years. Um, I'm talking about not just climate action, but sustainability. And if you look at uh, direct-to-consumer spending right now, the number one spend on credit cards is on brands that have uh, sustainability as a core value. Um, and the sustainable products market is approaching 150 billion and it's just been growing really rapidly. So, and then you have companies like Nike that are doing recycled shoes now and Panera and Chipotle that are showing you the impact of you know, items on their menus. And, and so I think, you know, there are a lot of tailwinds in sustainability and people do want to get more involved, uh, particularly Gen Z. Um, there are some really fascinating uh, uh, influencers and people on social media that are gaining pretty big audiences and organizing events and Slack channels um, to really, you know, take their individual passions and bring them together collectively um, in, in different mediums, uh, some in marches uh, that have been pretty substantial. Um, some in the UK are, are pretty, pretty amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, looking at the tailwinds and where things are headed with sustainability and climate action, uh, I think that, you know, showing people how to live sustainably based on their data and habits is um, really fascinating to our team. Um, carbon offsets is a part of that story, but there are other things that we're playing with right now. Um, we have a beta around home energy where we can pull power and gas meter readings uh, at, at your home and um, make sustainability recommendations. Uh, we're playing around with device sensors uh, for movement um, and some other signal from email. Uh, so I think, you know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of tailwinds right now in sustainability and just the activity, um, particularly among young people getting more involved in climate action, uh, you know, really uh, opens the door to a lot of possibilities uh, for us. Um, and I think at the core, we want to show people, open the door to anyone who wants to live, live more sustainably and use their data and their habits to show them how. In order to kind of help you do that at a, at a certain scale and to make the vision happen, you'll need some help, right? So I'm curious, even at this stage, you know, how can the forward thinking founders community help with what you're doing? Are you looking for people to try it out, give you feedback? Are you looking for team members or are you looking for, you know, investors? How can the community assist? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, new users are always welcome <laughs> and feedback on the product. So anyone listening who wants to download the product, uh, you can go to Ariel, A-E-R-I-A-L dot is, I-S forward slash download, and um, it'll take you to our, our iOS beta. Um, and so, yeah, we'd love to get your feedback. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'd say right now that's the, the, the number one thing we're, we're, <laughs> we're optimizing for is, is new users gathering that data and, you know, uh, finding uh the areas of focus. Um, 
so yeah, I'd say I'd say we really welcome any feedback from the community. We'd love that. And if someone does want to, you know, find you online, get in touch, you know, check it out. How can they find you? Do you have a URL? Is there social media? Is there an email someone can reach out to you? How can people get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. So just my first name, Andreas, A-N-D-R-E-A-S, at Ariel.is, A-E-R-I-A-L.is. Feel free to send me a note directly. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, working on a really important problem and looking forward to seeing where this goes in the next decade and beyond. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Matt.